Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, June 11, 2020, and we are reading from the Big Book, page 63, the fourth paragraph, uh, which is next we launched the course of vigorous action. We're just reading one paragraph. And today's readers are the 12 steps, the red age, 12 traditions, dab on eight. Joni C is going to read the big book, uh, our first passage. And then page 164, Lena C, our backup reader is Lauren N. Newcomer readers, Jason K. And second hour host is Mo H. Okay, now we have our reference numbers from yesterday, June 10th, 2020. 7 a.m. meeting. The reference number for that is 17,121. So that's 17121. The 10 a.m. meeting is 17122. 17,122. All right. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry a message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous. I will now ask Loretta H. to read the 12 steps. Star one, Loretta. Good morning, Russ, and good morning, everyone on this line who saves my life today. This is Loretta H. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and with God's grace, I'm a recovered compulsive reader. These are the steps we took. We admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless more inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so, when to injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of this will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening, as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overuse and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do this. I pass. Thanks, Loretta. Next up is Davoni with the 12 traditions. Good morning, everyone. Can I be heard, Russ? Perfect. Okay, great. Good morning, everyone, again. My name is Davalyn E., and I am a compulsive overeater living in Manitoba, Canada. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry, its me- <clears throat> excuse me, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to give service, and may you all have a serene and joyful day. I pass. Thanks, Davlin. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in a big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your share Keep your share to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. 
then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 63, the fourth paragraph. Next, we launched out on a course of vigorous action, and we're only going to read one paragraph. And I, I will ask Joni C. to read that. Star one, Joni. Can you hear me now? We got you perfectly. Cool. Okay. This is Joni C. Um, gratefully recovered in Minnesota. Next, we launched out on a course of vigorous action, the first step of which is a personal house cleaning, which many of us had never attempted. Though our decision was a vital and crucial step, it could have little permanent effect unless at once followed by a strenuous effort to face and be rid of the things in ourselves which had been blocking us. Our liquor was but a symptom, so we had to get down to causes and conditions. Um, Well, in the previous paragraphs, we took step three, and um, now we're ready to move on uh, and do our house cleaning in step four. Um, The sentence says, though there Though our decision was a vital and crucial step, it could have little permanent effect unless at once followed by a strenuous effort to face and to be rid of the things in ourselves which had been blocking us. Our liquor was but a symptom, so we had to get down to causes and conditions. In other words, um, where had I been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened. I'm frightened right now. (laughs) When I first um, was working on step four, I had trouble um, seeing my part in in my resentments. Um, I, I just thought that everybody else was at fault and, and, uh, I was an innocent person, um, but um, I I realized that I needed to to be regular rigorously honest with myself. I um, and that wasn't an easy feat for me. Dishonesty was a huge problem for me, um, but it was uh, definitely. It definitely opened my eyes, and and I'm grateful for this step. Um, I'm not exactly a font of information here, but um, I think I'm going to pass with that. Thank you. All right, Joni. Thank you for starting us off. So now we're going to open up the lines for sharing. But before we do, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might be able to share their experience too. So I'd like to take a list about five or six uh, for the first round, but have at it. Who would like to share on page 63? 
Felicia. Larry K. Dara. I I got Larry and Dara. Charles H. Karen K. Joanna N. Karen. All right. uh, Charles. Karen. Loretta A. Felicia Ann. Johan. Felicia. And there's there's more. Karen K. I got you, Karen. Thank you, dear. Felicia, and it was Devore. I think that's I think that's pretty good for the first round. Uh, I'm not trying to butcher the first initial of your last name, so I'll be happy to take that one <laughs> when you come. So we got Larry K, Dara L, Charles H, Karen K, Johan M, Felicia I missed, and Devore S. Larry, you're up, brother. Star one. Hey, Russ. Good morning. <laughs> Larry K., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Good morning. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this uh, paragraph. Our liquor was, I'm just going to focus on our liquor, was but a symptom. We had to get down to causes and conditions. You know, for me, uh, human beings like me, I, I'm prone to, uh, to the fallacy of false causes. <laughs> you know, in other words, uh, thinking that one event that follows another was caused by it. And, um, and so that happens for me, you know, um, you know, kind of in a similar way. Uh, I was fat when I arrived here. I was a lot of things when I arrived here, but fat was one of them. And, and being overweight, I, I often felt depressed and anxious and ashamed, certainly. And I, I thought because the food seemed to be causing the problem, that was, that was the cause. You know, and if I would become skinny, being skinny would cause then for me, so the fallacy goes, to feel happy and peaceful and good about myself. And more than that, I'd be able to do this for a lifetime. And this perpetual kind of dieting stuff would lead to the land of happy, you know, and, and that was one big fallacy, right? Um, you know, diets and skinny equal happiness and validation and acceptance, and I would be forever loved, you know, and, uh, and boy, someone had a bridge to sell me, boy. Um, but, but, what I, but what I began to realize is when I got down to causes and conditions in the fourth step, that yes, there were the, uh, the, uh, the resentments, right? That we're going to launch out into taking a look at it. We're going to look at selfishness, dishonesty, self-seeking, and afraid as they show up in our resentments, starting with our resentments. And we're going to get down to our fears and our sex conduct and like. And I needed to go through that thoroughly. And, you know, here's the thing, you know, what if I had a cause even prior to those things, which was a spiritual malady? And what if that was a disconnection from power that kept me kind of perpetually stuck in this, this place of self-loathing and judgment and resentment and dishonesty and fear? And in that state, I did the only thing that offered me temporary relief, and I ate, and I ate some more, and I ate some more to kill the pain of eating. And what if for me, the only means of becoming extricated from that condition was getting help from this higher power? And the way I would do that was to be, is where we are now, is to launch out on this, first, this inventory here, right? Now, this morning, um, I'm headed with someone to, to visit a power greater than me. And I'll tell you, it's going to be at the Morton Arboretum. Well, what is the Morton Arboretum? I had to talk to Harlan. He said it's 
you know, it started by the Morton Salt Company. And um, and they have like 500 acres of plant collections and, you know, woodlands and prairie and meadows and lakes and streams. And what does that have to do with your, you know, I can do right. things today. Thanks, Rick. I can do things today by the grace of God because I'm committed to, to, to taking a look at these inventories every day and examining these things. And that's a miracle. God is doing for me what I couldn't do for myself because we don't do, just do this one time. We do it for a lifetime. With that, I pass. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Larry. Next up is Darrell, followed by Charles H. Okay, great. Thanks. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, awesome. This is Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And um was thinking about this paragraph. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot in this program about faith without works. And as an addict, I had two modes. I had faith without works, or I had works without faith. And so when I got to step four, it was like, but I've done, you know, I mean, I've done a bazillion years of therapy. I've been to treatment 16 times. You know, I've looked at myself. I know what's causing things. And, you know, I mean, I could tell you, I could rattle off all the horrible things I did that I felt guilty and ashamed about, all the things that were done to me that really, you know, had nothing to do with me. I was a kid when some some things happened and, you know, but I thought like, oh, well, if I could just resolve my sexual trauma, if I could just get over, you know, like these things that happened, deaths and pain and all of that, you know, then I'll be okay. Then, you know, my insides will be okay. And uh, it was only through the process of the fourth step and then really, you know, having a loving sponsor shine light on what the exact causes and conditions are really for me that I saw that, you know, that the way that my mind reacts to life is the problem. It's not life itself. And, um, you know, and when it talks about facing and being rid of the things in ourselves which had been blocking us, like blocking us from what, you know? And and my experience of this is that it's blocking me from the ability to access a power that can solve all of my problems that exist both outside of me and inside of me, a power that I never had access to. Like the only power that ever worked for me was food. And it worked. It was wonderful. It worked so, so well, you know, binging and purging and all of that. Like, I, I mean, I worshiped at the altar of food and prayed to the porcelain gods and it solved all of my problems until it stopped working. And, you know, and also it took me out of alignment with my values. And so here, you know, I get to do work that brings me to a sense of wholeness, that brings me to a place of love of self and God and others and, you know, and none of the things I did before, I did a lot of work before, <laughs> before, but none of it brought me that, you know, and, um, and it's, I really do believe that this is the easier, softer way because who doesn't, you know, who doesn't want to be a whole and integrated person who's no longer spiritually separate and, and it's daily. I mean, what was mentioned earlier, it's like a daily practice. I don't just get to do this stuff once. Um, and once for me, because I'm, you know, addicted to spiritual experiences, once I feel what it is to be unblocked, I want to keep chasing that feeling the way I once chased the food. Um, and anyways, I'll pass. Thank you so much for your service. Thanks, Dara. Next up is Charles H. followed by Karen K. 
Thank you, Russ Money. Um, your service sounds good on the 7 a.m., man. So, uh, next, let me ask that question. Can you hear me? Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Yeah, I hate asking that question. It just takes up a lot of time. So, next, uh, launched at once. You know, uh, so, you know, like my like my uh, teacher always tells me, most underutilized step is 2 and 10, and the most misunderstood is 3 and 4. You know, if I take more than 10 seconds on a step 3, then I'm chatting. I'm just running my mouth, and I ain't doing no work. You know, i like to give you some examples of where we hear work these steps like our hair's on fire, not exactly in those words, but if I look at the doctor's opinion, when Bill W. in 1934, uh, he was in the uh, Charles Towns Hospital in New York, when it says every 10 to visit, and he put this practical application in, in, in process at once. And then in the second edition, it says alcoholics number three recovered immediately. And you could, for more very amplification, you can look in the chapter 11, bankruptcy, in a vision for you. Um, and, and, and so on and so on. Page 156, Dr. Bob took the bull by the horn, and then at midnight he came home early. What's, what's the theme here? Next, launch. And, and, and I want to drill down on course. This ain't like a, 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 a course meal. This is a, a skill set that we learn. So the, the misunderstanding is that, oh, yeah, this is one and done. Oh, oh I've done the steps before. You, you know you talk to some people, even me. Like, oh, yeah, I've done the steps before. What have it done for me lately, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm miserable. I'm restless. I'm judging all the time. Guess what? I need to embrace those feelings so that I can take this beautiful course on a daily basis, right? Page 85 tells us that it's a, our spiritual condition is based on the maintenance, right, and the growth, too. It's not just maintaining. It's growing, knowing that I'm belligerent, knowing that I'm selfish, knowing that I'm self-seeking, right? And um, I'm not advocating how much 10 steps you need to do. I'm not telling you, but I'm telling you that this is a course, and, and the theme of this big book is, you know, put down your food to the best of your ability and your food behaviors that cause those cravings, right, and work these steps. Take this course of action every single day. This is not a badge of honor. This is life and death. People making stupid decisions and killing themselves based on the lack of spiritual condition. And with that, I pass. I want to leave something on the clock to somebody else. Thanks, Charles. Next up is Karen Kay, followed by Johan M. Star one, Karen. Good morning. Um, my name is Karen. Are you there? Can you hear me? Gotcha. Perfect. Okay. Good morning. My name is Karen Kay, recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credit zone transfer. What stands out to me is the last sentence. Our um, our liquor was but a symptom, so we had to get down to the causes and conditions. And before that, uh, step three was taking. So that step three for me is about a relationship that when I do my searching and fearless moral inventory, that my relationship is going to be there. Because you see, early on in the steps, I defined, you know, what those attributes I would like in a higher power and do 
do I behave as I think? Are my feet walking in the same direction as I think? And I got to be honest with you, not all the time. So this, this step allows me to be searches, searching and fearless and looking at the causes and condition and having a loving higher power that is going to carry me through this part of the uh, four steps. Um, and it's so important because, you know, a lot of people, they do step three, they read the prayer, and here you go, start doing your four steps. You know, that's a wonderful thing, but if that person doesn't have a relationship and that person doesn't have a higher power that, that they can trust and call upon when there's no human around to call, I mean, that's been my number one thing um, lately the past few months. You know, I call people, I call people, I call people, and, you know, um, I can't take ownership of this quote, but they say, go to the, go to the throne instead of the phone. And that's what I've been doing. I've been building that relationship with my higher power that loves me so much, will never let me down. And this one person in another 12-step program says, people will let you down and things will break. And I will let you down and I will break things. And we're just human. I need to remember that, that no human power, probably, keyword is probably, because we're doing it probably now during this meeting, you know, that, you know, they, they, no, no one person can fill that, but my God can. My higher power can. My higher power loves me so much. Sometimes I cry with joys of tear. Uh, with that, I will pass. Thanks, Karen. So before I get my buddy from Sweden on, I just want to let you know where we're at. We're on page 63, the fourth paragraph. Uh, next, we launched out on a vigorous course of, course of action. We're only reading one paragraph. And next up is Johan M. Star one, Johan. Hi. Good morning, Russ. Good Thank morning, you for this. Hi. I'm glad to be here. My name is Johan M. I'm like Nancy, and I'm in uh, a town called Halun in Sweden. Uh, Thanks so much for all the shares and for the lead share. It's been amazing listening in. And this paragraph is also just amazing. This paragraph really tells me uh, how it works and what I need to do. Uh, that I need to get into a course of vigorous action. And English is not my first language, but as I understand it, vigorous action means a lot of action or <laughs> to really take action. Uh, and that's what I did when I came into the program after coming back. This is my second attempt, <laughs> hopefully my last. Um, and I jumped two feet into the program. I uh, took this program of action uh, and I just had, um, I had to trust the process because I had no other choice. I, were, I was out of options. This was the last house on the block for me. And uh, the, the, the last place I came to, but the first place that really, really worked. Uh, and it says further on that, uh, and to be rid of things in ourselves which have been blocking us. Blocking us from what? Blocking me from what? Blocking me from my higher power. And that's what these character defects have done to me all my life. I have been walking with God all my life. I just haven't been aware of it. But what this 
program does and what the steps have done for me is that this have unlocked me from my higher power. So I am aware of God today. I have a conscious contact with God today and I walk with God today. And with that, I get recovery and I get recovered, which is just amazing and just a, a blessing. So I'm incredibly thankful for this program, for a good sponsorship within Norway and for this amazing meetings on vision. Love you guys, and I'll pause. Thanks, Johan. And it's Johan N. All right, next up is Felicia followed by Devor, and then we're going to take another list. Good morning. This is Felicia S. from New Jersey. Awesome. I'm a grateful, uh, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I thank you, everybody, for your service, and thank you, everybody, for your shares this morning. Um, you know, it, I love this paragraph because it's very specific. So I've done three. Next, like the very thing I need to do is launch out on a course of vigorous action, you know, and vigorous means as as defined in the dictionary and my sponsor had me use a dictionary with this is you know strenuous a lot of energy and effort and it's the first of our you know of our action steps and you know I'm trusting and that's important now there's this warning and it's it says I can you know if I do one, two, and three, that's great, but it can have little permanent effect unless at once I'm followed, it's followed by a strenuous effort to face and be rid of the things in ourselves which are blocking us. And for me, what I've learned and what I felt is that it blocks me from the sunlight of the spirit. It blocks me from a relationship not only with other humans, and I can't interact with them, but with a God of my understanding. And so I'm plunged back into that darkness. And when I'm in that darkness, the only thing, when I'm completely disconnected, the only thing that will help me is the food. That's what I think in my head, right? But it's a lie. So what happens for me is if I only do three and I don't do four, my experience, and I don't do it rigorously, thoroughly, and to the best of my ability at that moment, my experience is I relapsed, and I was doing that for decades um, because I can't take the pain, you know, and, and I'll go back into the food, and I'll get very, very lost um, because the reality is food, booze, drugs, it's all just a symptom of my problem. You know, my problem is I have a spiritual malady and I have a hole in my soul that gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and I have to get down to the causes and conditions. And I didn't understand that at first. I was like, well, I know I was abused and I know this happened and I know that happened. And that's why I'm not a food addict because I, you know, my parents sold me into sex trafficking. I am a food addict because. I have an allergy to certain foods and when I put them in my body, it doesn't change the way it works for others. So thank you. 
Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Felicia. Next up is Devorah S. And then we're going to take another list. Hey, good morning, Russ, and everyone on this line that makes this meeting possible. And good morning, you, everyone. My name is Deborah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And thank you so much. You know, we're reading this paragraph. It says next. That's a transition word. You know, we, first we had to put the food down. We had to acknowledge a God and turn our life and our will over to the God, to this power. And um, But that's not it. And I did that for a long time. I just worked those first three steps for a long time, not getting anywhere. And all of a sudden, you know, things are not feeling. You don't feel so happy, joyous, and free after a while. Yeah, you lose weight. I lost weight, and I was in a thin body. And everybody was telling me how great I looked. But after a while, that fizzles out. And I'm left with myself. You know, I'm just left with me, and I'm left with my stuff. Um, and I need to get, I needed to get, I needed to really get into this action step. So that next is so vital, um, not to wait around, but to do it right away. Um, and, you know, and, 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 you know, once I've established this relationship with God, with my higher power, I'm able to do this step because the same God who made me and created me in his image, right? But I abused it. I, I, I turned to the food and I became... You know, my character defects blocked me from him, blocked me from that higher power. So that same power could relieve me of these character defects. And that's why we do it in this order, the awesomeness of this program. The beauty of this program is that it has an order to it. And I need to follow that order. So when I can trust and rely on God, this same power could help me discover them and unblock them and get close to him. Um, and, um, and working this steps was a real eye opener for me because honestly, I didn't know that I was so selfish, dishonest, self-seeking and fearful. I didn't know that the food was something that I used and that it blocked me from God. Um, it was totally, it was totally, it was not in the picture. I just was so blind to that and so grateful for today to have the awarenesses and to see uh-oh, something's going on here. What's it, my part? What's my part in this? You know, when, I'm, when I have something coming up, something brewing, time for me, stop and pause. You know, and we all know what that feeling is like, um, you know, when we're feeling that restless, irritable, and discontent. I know, you know, I didn't feel it at first because I was blocking it with the food. I was hiding it with the food. But today I recognize it, and, it's, and, and today I can take that pause and see what's going on on my end, and reconnect and re- unblocked, and to seek my higher power. And what a beautiful thing that is today to be able to walk with God and with this fellowship, um, and and to try to be free of of this stuff. And it's a daily thing, day by day, minute by minute. It doesn't just happen. It's work, but it it is the outcome is is very rewarding. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Rob. Awesome. Thank you. So we're going to open up the lines for sharing again on page 63, the fourth paragraph. Next, we launched out on a course of vigorous action. And if you have shared on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, we ask you to step back or others might share their experience too. So who else would like to share on this page? Oh, the paragraph, I'm sorry. Loretta H. Donna Loretta. M. Loretta, Ramona, Donna, M. Donna, M. 
Terry C. Ramona. Pamela. Is there a Suri? Uh, Pamela. And there's one before there. One before. Uh, Donna M. I got Donna. There's one. One. Uh, I'm sorry. One before Suri, I think. And then there was was it Pamela? Pamela. Yeah, Pamela. Okay. So we got a. I think we have a spot for one. Okay. We're going to go with this. Loretta, Donna, Ramona, Suri, and Pamela. If we got time, we'll throw someone else in there. So Loretta H, you're up. Star one, Loretta. Star one, Loretta. Sorry about that. The brain, the brain. This is Loretta H. Compulsive reader covered today with God's grace and mercy. And Russ, thank you for your service. And again, thanks everyone who saved my life on this line. I um, looked up, last night we were reading the doctor's opinion at my meeting, and I looked up the word effect. And it was the, it's the end result. And I get an effect by my compulsive overeating, or especially the anorexia. And it's the end result of I get something out of it. And then it says in this paragraph um, that we get a permanent effect if we go to this course of vigorous action. Boy, is that amazing that I can get something that's really permanent if I do this work. And then the end result will be hopefully um, God's grace and mercy with first abstinence, and then practicing the principles in all my affairs. But I have to, again, as everybody said, know that I have a God today. He is the director. He is the divine principle. And then I set out on this course. And then it, as we move further into the chapter, um, I'm hoping I'm not spoiling anybody, we talk about the effect of how what it affects. And that is the causes and conditions for me because it's my low self-esteem. It's my financial insecurity. It's all those things that trigger me to eat, which is the irritability, the discontent, and the fear of just being in life today. And uh, I never did a, um, just the last step study I did, The I actually had to write all those things out. In the other step studies, I just checked them off, and it was so revealing and um, also illuminating that those really are the result of why I have fear, why I have um, dishonesty, why I have uh, self-seeking, selfishness. And so the effect are my causes and conditions, and then, of course, my part is what and difficulties are because of that and it you know if this is a program that really is a program of vigorous action but if i do it i can actually get a permanent effect and as as somebody else shared that's why um i have to do 10 11 and 12 on probably sometimes on a minute by minute basis you know the pause is my 11 uh, Ken has continued to take personal inventory, and when we promptly admitted calling somebody with a 10th step. So it 
it's just it's constantly a course of vigorous action. But I've made a decision, and today I am a maid to God because His are the only ones that work. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Loretta. Next up is Donna. And, um, uh, Donna, star one. I just I didn't get the first initial of your last name. I'm Donna M. from Toronto, Canada. May I be heard? Perfectly. You are up. Okay. Thanks a lot. So grateful for the opportunity to share this morning on this on this um, paragraph. I've been in program a long time, and I'm so grateful today that I understand that I just don't do this once, and I don't just do this whenever I feel like it, um, if something comes up, put it off for two weeks, but that I do it when I'm disturbed. Um, because I am a compulsive overeater who uses food to cope with life. And Tuesday I had um, a situation that came up and I was disturbed and I did it right away. And what I got to see is that it's the usual patterns. I want people to follow my script, so I'm selfish. I want them to acknowledge my worth, so I'm self-seeking. And I tell myself, I can't be happy unless they do what I want, so I'm dishonest. And then I'm full of fear because I think I won't get what I, I want. But when I do the work, and the work just doesn't mean that I do four and five. It means that I do six, and if I need to make amends, I make amends, and then I work with others and think about how I can be helpful with others. When I do that, then a shift occurs because I am unblocked from my higher power. These defects block me from God's grace in my life. And I am so grateful for that. And I did that on Tuesday. And when I woke up on Wednesday, it was gone. And it, 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 it is a miracle. But it's a miracle that can happen when we do the work and take the action. And it means launching vigorous program. Thank you so much. Um, I'm grateful to have the opportunity for sharing. And I'll pass. Thank you, Donna. Next up is Ramona, followed by Suri. Hi, this is Ramona A. in Vermont, recovered compulsive eater. And I know Bill has talked in more than one place about the instincts that we're born with, and I've been reading something about that, you know, and I always use those instincts, which are my causes and conditions, always got mixed up with each other, you know, I wanted love or affection or affirmation, and then I wanted security, and then I wanted power and control, and so I would use control to try to get my my love and affection to try to get my security, you know, they all got mixed up together, but those were the things that I wanted to have give me happiness. If I could just get all those ducks in a row, get that that uh, recipe 
all put together in the way it should be, then I was going to be happy. But it never worked because I was looking for happiness in the wrong place. I needed to be looking for it in doing my higher power's will and doing God's will and in being the person that God wanted me to be and accepting whatever conditions those were. And so when I, and I don't know that it happened the first time I've worked the fourth step, but as as I have done that many times, I've come down to understand these causes and conditions and what I was looking for and what I continue to look for when when um, something happens. You know, that's, that's where I know that something has gone wrong is in those areas where I'm looking for happiness from someone else, where I'm trying to control something, where I want to be secure, but I'm fearful, instead of trusting God and relying on God. So um, that's the thing that needs to change, you know, through the fourth step that helped me, and now through the tenth steps, it helps me on a daily basis, on a, you know, whenever basis, to look at these and to... um, then say, God, you are the only one I need for happiness and for strength for, you know, to live in this world in a way that is is healthy and sane. So I let go of those others and I work the steps. And thank you. I pass. Thanks, Ramona. Next up is Siri, followed by Pamela. Sorry to get the first initial of your last names. Sorry about that. Hi, this is Sari C, compulsive overeater. Um, can I be heard? Yep. Thanks. Um, wow, what an honor to be on this line. Um, one of the things that separates us from animals um, is our ability to use our speech. And what's amazing about vigorous action is step four is an inventory. Step three is supposed to take you a short amount of time. Um, But if I go through thought, speech, action, how much physical, when I think of action, I think of like, just do it, just run, right? Just run a marathon, just get moving. But I'm really sitting in one place possibly when I'm writing my inventory. And my thinking is so disordered that um, the decision to turn my will and my life over to God is, is, in theory, should take somebody short, but my reality is that it took me longer than I would have wanted to. And how do I turn that into action? With my words first, right? My words. I'm telling my inventory over to a sponsor. I'm telling my inventory over, over to you. I'm being honest. I am sharing it privately with one person. I'm not putting myself out there. I'm prideful. <clears throat> where is it, where have I safeguarded God's pride? Because if I'm still focusing on giving a message out to everyone and not sharing it privately with a sponsor or privately on this group, then how much of my sharing is because everybody needs to know my story. So part of my decision is accepting my reality, my reality as being slower than others. And I want to say it sucks, but one of the best things is my action is coming back on this line. 
my action is choosing words that are positive, to choose to be around people who say positive things, who express love rather than judgment. And I can judge everyone. I can judge everyone because some people do the program this way and some people do the program that way. And nobody does the program the way that I need to do it. I have no idea what I'm doing. <clears throat> but it's amazing. They call these rules. They don't call them rules. It's not 12 rules. It's 12 steps. <clears throat> and some recover right away and some don't recover. And guess what? Yeah, I'm more in danger because I'm taking such a long time making my decision. But I have a built-in forgetter. So I'm going to just keep making my decision using my words, which is the first form of action I can use to try to express and repeat my decision. Be around those that are positive and help build those things because it's not about why I'm built. My reality is that I experienced what I did, but it's what can I do with my reality and what blessings am I given today? Thank you so much. I pass. Thanks, Sherry. Next up is Pamela. And I think we might have time. Well, don't count me on. I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> All right, Pamela, you're up. Oh, yeah. Hi. Great. Um, Hi. My name is Pamela, composer, over either, under either. God bless everyone on the amazing, amazing meeting. Um, wow. So, yeah, I would believe the first three steps is not, I'm not saying, easy but I understand because I know I'm powerless you know my life is becoming unmanageable because of this disease and I know God is it and like I gotta give 100% to God not half not 50% not even 98% and gotta be 100 even more and now I gotta dig into myself to take myself apart to find out the different pieces what is blocking me from the miracle and sometimes it like when michael jackson say in me in the mirror we gotta look in the mirror it's sometimes you your could be your worst enemy and so like in the other things i'm learning to speak up it's something on my mind or say what i'm gonna say and don't always think about how it going to appear to other or if I do this, how people going to look at me. Sometimes I'm eating myself away and I'm there using the food for comfort and the food only should be used for like for nutrient like and for energy and that about it. Um, I'm still learning a lot right now about speaking up, saying my piece saying my mind what's going on. And I'm also accepting my character defect. Like if I say something wrong or I do something, I will admit I'm sorry. I hurt someone, I'm sorry. And just trying to, I know the steps are not easy, but you really got to go deep in those dark area in your life and going and like go through them really deeply on a deeply level. And the last thing I want to say, I am struggling, I am relapsed, but the more and more I work to the program to my best ability with the help of others in the program, I feel closer to God. 
And to me, that is my goal. The closer I get to God, body, um, mentally, physically, and spiritually, I will, I do well. I will do well in the program, and I will have more control over the food, and not in a way that like I could abuse whenever I want. It's just the closer I get to God, the better life is. And that always been my goal. And this program do help me get closer to God. And that pretty much all I want. And everything will fall by the wayside. And for that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you. So we have time for one share. Who would like that? Jill T. We got, all right, Jill. You're up, Jill. You got three minutes. Wow. Thank, thank you. Didn't expect it. I got, what, two minutes? Okay. Yeah, hey, about, two um, and a, about two and a half. Okay. Uh, I'll just fill this as quickly as I can because it's really coming up while, while we're discussing this. But um, I was furloughed about um, six weeks ago now, and um, I've been um, – about that time, I but yeah, I started working with a new sponsor and going through the steps again. And um, you know, one thing I'm just—I got to tell on myself—I am not surrendering to the lie that my self-worth is tied to my net worth. Um, I am fighting and resisting God's so, grace. Yeah. Uh, there's some kind of uh, interference going on with your line. Okay, hold on. Okay, is that better? Perfect. Yep, you got okay, about two good. minutes hey. left. Yep. Okay, no problem, no problem. I'm just, I'm just, as we're talking about this um, surrendering thing, um, that um, I am not surrendering to my pride. I'm still hanging on thinking um, when I get a job, then my, my program will be complete uh, because apparently I have always um, – proved my worth to others by what work and what job I have. And um, I think that's the stumbling block I'm having. It's blocking me from God's desire to heal me in this area. And I'm refusing to look at that deep pain that's causing me to think that I am worthless without work. Uh, It's been, I I wrote my notes, uh, work has been a covering for me, just like the food used to be. I wanted the comfort, even if I wasn't going to eat the food, I wanted to be surrounded by it. I just pull it up and wear it like clothes. And that's what I see myself doing um, with, um, without a job. I want to cover my, my, um, my exposure and everything. Um, So I'm going to do a 12 step review on, on um, where I am right now my feelings of um, shame that I'm not carrying the same load as everybody else. And that's, um, I don't, I don't think I would have felt that shame if I still had my job right now. So I, I do believe God wants to do a deep work in me and, and thank goodness because of this time off, I've been doubling and tripling my time spent in recovery. Uh, but I get up to this wall and I just refuse to, cross this line and and let God inventory this issue with me that my work is, um, I I need work to be a worthwhile human being Uh, because it's, you know, without being a worthwhile human being, it's really hard for me to to do the, I'm still trying to be in control of everything. 
Um, so with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me talk. I know I'll be on the phone with other um, people today. Um, while I get to let God, I have to just let God uh, rip the Band-Aid off and um, expose this area of great insecurity in me. Thanks for so much for listening, and uh, with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Jill. You are our last share for the 7 a.m. meeting, and we want to thank everyone who shared. Thank you, Team Friday, for making this meeting possible. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. So today's share ID, July, Friday, July 11th, 2021, is 17,134. So 17134. All right, we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Well, Elena C., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. So, Good morning, everyone. You. May I please be heard? Yep. My name is Elena C. from Greenville, South Carolina, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do. Um, ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who feels sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.